Hello, and welcome to the Ripple Podcast. My name is Chelsea Connors, mental health therapist turned coach, here to bridge the gap between mental wellness and personal growth. Today, I'm going to be sharing with you six tips that will help you stop getting distracted. And if ever I could think of a topic <laughs> that really is continuously helping to bridge this gap between personal growth and mental wellness, this actually is a pretty significant one. And the reason for that is because when we are constantly distracted or our mind is constantly ping-ponging back and forth between a million different to-dos and ideas and thoughts or worries or fears, right, that can be really impactful on your mental well-being. And it also can take away from your ability to be intentional about what you are doing or pursuing, which doesn't necessarily help when it comes to personal growth and well-being. So this, this topic is something that I really dove into learning a lot more about over the past year and a half or so. Because we live in such a world of like distraction all the time, right? It's at our fingertips. For some of us, it lives on your wrist. Um, it's on all of the screens that you're watching. Um, we are constantly accessible. And so it's really easy to become super susceptible to being distracted. And it's not a personal flaw, but it doesn't get better without a conscious effort at this point, right? And really being thoughtful about what you are giving your time, attention, and energy to. And if you are not thoughtful about that, if you are not intentional about it, it can have some pretty significant consequences in many different aspects and many different ways. And so I wanted, a couple of weeks back, I was at a coffee shop doing some work and I really love working from coffee shops, even though there are ample distractions available at coffee shops. Um, I find it really um, like a nice change of pace. I am able to get still into some like solid rhythms and focus time when I'm at coffee shops. Um, and so it's something that I try and do relatively frequently when I have the ability to within my schedule to just get out, change up the environment, pop my headphones in, so on and so forth. Um, and I have a certain structure that I use in order to be in an environment like that, but still get things done. Anyway, a little bit of a tangent there. I was doing one of my coffee shop work sessions and noticed that there was um, a girl sitting across from me. She had a uh, um, a notebook out and a pen. She had her laptop open and then she had her phone right next to her. Pretty average setup, right? Nothing too earth shattering there. And I was probably at the coffee shop for two and a half hours or so. And I just started to notice that she would write a word or two on her notebook and then spend a lot of time um, scrolling social media on her laptop and then be texting on the side. And I was just observing and non-judgmentally, 
I have certainly been there. I would appreciate that many of us have been there um, where, yeah, distraction, it's just, it's just really easy. And who knows, you know, maybe this could have been her intention to go into the coffee shop and spend her time in this way, but it didn't, it didn't look that way based on what she was writing on the notebook. It, it looked as though she was trying to get some things done. And I watched her spend probably 85% of her time flipping between texts and scrolling social media and maybe writing a couple of lines of notes. And I just could remember what this felt like when I've had these experiences, whether it was back in college or even a couple of years ago when I was first starting my business and wouldn't go into a working session with a clear goal of what I knew I wanted to accomplish or what I was utilizing that time for. It was just so easy to get like sucked in to doing what is most comfortable or familiar or not have to deal with the discomfort of getting into a productive task, right? Because a lot of times that does bring up feelings of discomfort um, that we have to work through in order to get into the rhythm of actually working on it, right? Like we have to kind of ramp ourselves up and into doing the thing at hand. And gosh, as I was leaving that coffee shop and reflecting on what I had just seen, I, I just had this like deep pit in my stomach because I can relate so much to how it feels to have a chunk of time where you tell yourself you're going to do something or you're going to get something done um, and then to not utilize that time super well and leave feeling like you didn't accomplish what you had hoped to or you didn't make progress on it. Um, and a lot of times that can be because of all of these ways that we get distracted. So living again in this world and then also having my own business and leaning into entrepreneurship and more autonomous ways of working, which I am so incredibly grateful for and I really, really love, um, the reality is that there was nobody else telling me what to do, nobody else holding my hand and showing me how to use my time, nobody else watching the clock for me, um, nobody else like managing my calendar, managing my schedule. And that's true for a lot of people now. I think especially as we shift from, um, we shift even further into people working in more remote environments or just having more flexibility in their work life that this is a skill that is very often overlooked. And when we're not intentional about it, it can be really, really easy to not capitalize on the time that you do have to get things done. And then tasks, projects, ideas can get so incredibly drawn out or you feel day after day after day, like you're not making any progress, you're not feeling productive. And we know that that's not gonna feel good for your relationship to self or how you perceive yourself in the world um, or like maybe your perception of your work ethic or um, whatever it might be. And this could be in relation to, to even like, it doesn't have to be all work-related. It could also be related to how you spend your time um, doing 
like house maintenance or life admin or um yeah, just even being present when you're with people, like there's so many different ways that distraction can take away from the quality of your life if you're not careful and you're not paying attention. So I wanted to share six different tips for how you can be intentional about your time and stop getting distracted as often. And I I say this with the caveat of knowing like it is something that we think shouldn't take a lot of effort or learning. But the more that I've learned about this concept and the more that I've worked through it with different clients um, and the more that I've just observed the world around me since I started to understand this more, the more that I see and really stress that this is a crucial element to like feeling good and more satisfied in your life right? Rather than feeling like time is just escaping you, how can we add in a bit more proactive intention on how you want to be and what you want to be doing? So that leads me to start getting into the tips. So the first one that I have is to get intentional with proactive planning. So this is something that I, I've mentioned here a couple of times on the podcast. I'm working on a free resource when I'm, where I'm going to be sharing step-by-step step how I approach this and how I do this and the framework that I use. That's like really simple, really accessible, not very time-consuming, flexible, can move with you, like all of these things. I've been doing this for years now at this point. So if you're interested in that, I would just make sure that you're on my email list. The link is below in the show notes. I will be sharing that in the upcoming weeks, and I'm so, so excited to um yeah, get to give you an idea of how you could start or maybe refine some of the systems if you're finding like what you're doing isn't working. Um, but anyway, step number one is to get intentional with proactive planning. If you've been around these parts, aka my world for a while, uh, you know that the word intention or intentionality is something that I use like at nauseum. And because that's because I feel and see and have experienced how many people lack proactive intention in their lives and then feel kind of like victim to what happens around them. So especially when it comes to distraction, making sure that you are being more specific and intentional about what you want to be doing uh, with your time and energy is so incredibly important to feel like you're using those things well, right? Um, so getting intentional with proactive planning, and this could be something that you do once a week. It could be something that you do in the mornings before you start your day. It could do, be something that you do in the night before you get up the next day so you know exactly what you're doing. Um, it could be something that you do as a reset before you're about to go into a specific task or something that you want to be intentional about. And honestly, I would probably encourage you to consider all of those options at different times as they are relevant. So finding a balance of having some staples where you know you do proactive planning throughout your weeks, um, and then also having 
options that are a bit more flexible that move with you so that you can reset and recalibrate when you notice things are getting off track or something unexpected comes up rather than just throwing in the towel and saying like, well, shit, there goes that plan. No, how can you bring yourself back and continue to reset and continue to utilize your time and, and energy intentionally, right? Like that, that's part of honestly, like being an adult at this time, right? And and not letting distraction lead or not letting things that we cannot predict come in and totally derail you and then just throw up your hands and be like, meh, well, guess there goes that, right? So that's that first tip. Get intentional with your proactive planning, find a system that works for you um, and stick to it or iter- like change it up until it works for you. The second thing to stop getting so distracted is to pick a focus and ideally one thing at a time. This is another thing where I see people um, maybe not being as helpful to themselves as they could be. So if you sit down at your desk and you're like, okay, I'm going to do some work for X amount of time okay, what kind of work and what is your end goal? And what do you want to walk away from that two hour block knowing that you've made progress on or accomplished, right? Getting more specific and giving your brain one thing to focus on, right? So, um, or if it is um, sitting down to a meal, right? What are you focusing on during that time? Is it the people that are around you? Um, Do you want to maybe practice some mindfulness there and really focus on the food that you're eating? Whatever it might be, giving yourself something to just center in on is going to help your brain really engage with that thing. So that's the second tip is to pick your focus and ideally as much as possible, having that be one focus at a time. Then the third thing, which may stretch and challenge a lot of you, is to put your phone away or anything else that is going to lead you astray, right? So again, we have technology accessible in all of the ways, be it your watch on your wrist, be it your phone, be it the computer screen in front of you, be it your smart TV, right? Like there's so, so much that can take away from our ability to stay focused on one thing or to utilize your time well. And so sometimes the best option is to just get rid of that option, to just get rid of that distraction. And so oftentimes when I'm trying to focus on something, I will literally put my phone in another room and set a timer, which we'll get to in a minute. Um, You can (laughs) um, ask different people around me. Sometimes people will get frustrated with me because I don't answer immediately all of the time anymore. I'm not always accessible because I have learned that when I am always on or when I'm constantly getting pings about every text message that comes in or email that comes my way or phone call that comes in throughout the day, I would get absolutely nothing done. And so just giving myself permission to put my phone in another room 
can be such a game changer because then my mind is not ping-ponging back and forth between all of the different notifications and messages or um, just habitual distraction for when I start to experience like some level of discomfort or an emotion that I don't like, right? Like maybe I'm sitting down to do something and it feels really hard or um, I, yeah, just am, am pursuing something and there's that resistance that comes up when I'm getting started, which is completely normal. If I have my phone at my fingertips, what am I going to do? I'm going to pick that thing up. I'm probably going to open Instagram. I'm going to spend 10 to 15 minutes scrolling mindlessly. Maybe then I'll see something that makes me feel not so good. Or then I start comparing myself to somebody else or um, then I think of something I want to go buy and I'm texting my best friend saying like, what do you think? Do you like this? Should I get it? And then before I know it, maybe there goes my block of time that I had intended to do a certain project, right? It's so easy to go down this spiral over and over and over and over again. And many of us are unconsciously. So being able to just remove I'm using my phone because I know for me, that's one of like the most significant triggers, but maybe for you, that's your Apple watch, or maybe for you, that is a type of gaming system, or maybe for you, you know, whatever it might be, getting rid of that thing and just removing it from your environment is going to be tremendously helpful because you're then going to make it harder for you to just um, unconsciously or subconsciously reach for that comfort. So that is a huge one. And that is tip number three. Tip number four is to think specifically about your notifications and the settings that you have, um, like what you allow to yourself to be notified about versus what you don't. So as an example, I might put my phone away, but let's say then I'm working on my computer I still have my text messages set up to my laptop. I still have access to email. Um, I still have, I could type into the search bar and like pull up so social media sites, you name it. Um, and for many of us, feeling like every notification is so important can be one of the biggest limiting factors to, again, you being able to sufficiently keep your attention on one specific thing. So being mindful of your notification settings on your phone, as well as other areas or forms of distraction. So while I have like text messages connected to my computer, all of my notification settings for those, including like the red little dot, they're all turned off so that it's not pinging me. It's not making noise. It's not popping up in the corner of my screen. None of that is happening when I'm working on my computer. Same thing with email or social media or anything that you can type in the in the bar. Um, I have for years used an app called the self-control app, um, which is available for free download on desktops. And I will set time limits where I can't, it will block those sites for you so that you're not um, constantly going to them or mindlessly checking them when you don't feel like doing the thing that you said you were going to do that has also been a game changer. So tip number four is to take an account of all of the things that are popping up as notifications for you in these various areas 
and assess, like, do you really need every single notification um, on? Do you need them on all hours of the day? How can you set some boundaries for yourself? How can you set some um, limitations or frameworks around who gets access to you when, right? Like all of these aspects are so important to limit distractions. And I cannot tell you um, how many people I see that don't think about this or just stick with whatever settings they are used to or are comfortable with. And then when we take them away or we remove them, they start to notice, oh, I was spending so much more time scrolling or it actually feels so weird to me to not constantly be um, co- like in contact or available to other people. It, I on it. I'll be totally honest. For some people, this can be anxiety provoking to make this adjustment or to make this switch because they're so used to constantly being stimulated. So just know that this is going to be, if this is new for you, this might be a significant adjustment and that's okay. You can find and play with different settings or different times that do or don't work for you um, and just see what happens. Give yourself the permission to actually try something out before just saying like, no, that doesn't work for me. Um and, and really figure out like what does work for you and what notifications are essential versus which ones can be stopped, minimized, or paused. All right. Tip number five is to give yourself a start and an end time. So as much as possible, this can be really helpful to break things down, maybe something that's really big and help it feel smaller or less overwhelming or almost give your brain um, some knowledge that you're not going to be doing this harder thing forever, or you're not going to have to like focus in this way forever. So I mentioned before, I will put my phone in another room and I will typically set a timer and I will not touch my phone until that timer goes off. Um, That can be a tremendously helpful way to do that. Um, And that's something that you can utilize in the moment, right? So let's say you're around like your kids or your family and you notice, wow, I'm having a really hard time paying attention right now. Or I just missed something important that like your partner just said to you um, because you were scrolling or because you were distracted by having somebody else pinging you or whatever it might be. You can do this spontaneously where you say, all right, let me do 30 minutes of just being present and put my phone down or put my watch away or turn my notifications off. Um, And it's something that you can do more spontaneously that might help just give you a reset and again, come back to what you really want to be doing with that time, right? Maybe you know like, all right, this evening time is really the only connection time that you have with with your partner or with your kids or whatever it might be. And you know, you go to bed every night saying, man, I really wasn't all there. Like I didn't pay attention. I was half scrolling the whole time or half working on all of the random to do's that like Aaron said, I know I need to run throughout the week or whatever it might be. Just giving yourself the timer and putting the distraction away can be a huge, huge shift and almost force you into being more present and mindful 
and being with the people that matter most to you. So that's just an example of, of what that could look like. Um, and then of course it can be helpful in, in if you're working on something like, um, again, in your career, or maybe there's a creative project that you really want to prioritize, or maybe you're working on adding more hobbies back into your life or whatever it might be. Maybe you want to address movement and really your goal is like, can I move for 10 minutes a day without scrolling or without pausing to look, check it, like check things on your phone or the in-between. I am a huge, huge fan of timers for um, different specific goals or chunks like that. All right. So giving yourself a start time and an end time, really helpful. Last tip for today is tip number six around how you can stop getting distracted is to start small, right? So rather than saying, I'm going to sit here for two hours and try and focus on this one thing, if this is new to you, or if you are honestly training your brain to be less distracted, starting with smaller time increments might feel more approachable for you. So an example of this, if you've heard of something like the Pomodoro method, which is where you are actively doing work for 25 minutes, and then you take a break for five minutes, then you do another block for 25 minutes, take a break for five minutes. Um, again, utilizing timers here can be super helpful. There are a ton of free resources that are specific to Pomodoro, or you can just use any, any old timer will do. Um, for some people, 25 minutes might even feel like very long and it might also depend on the task so not trying to go too long can be incredibly helpful and then you can build from there so as I'll use myself as an example um the Pomodoro method used to be super helpful for me and then I started to find that I actually was craving some longer work blocks so I bumped it up to 45 minute uh, working increments and then 15 minute breaks. Um, and now sometimes depending on what I'm, what I'm working through or what I've got going on, I might stretch that out even to like an hour and 15 minutes or an hour and a half, and then a half hour break. Notice that with every chunk that I'm talking about, I'm also then talking about the break that gets to exist after that. Right. So giving your mind, um, a clear end time, is going to help things feel more approachable and you can start as small as you need to to just get going and practice what it feels like to focus on one thing at a time. That is really the most like critical aspect here is that the intentionality behind it and focusing on one thing at a time. Everything else we can build upon, we can strengthen this muscle, um, we can improve the skill set like with time and with practice, but really allowing yourself to, yeah, just kind of get back in the driver's seat on some of this. And rather than feeling like your day is constantly um, being distracted by other things or pings, or maybe it's group chats that you're in, maybe it's social media, whatever it might be. I cannot tell you how freeing it will feel once you start taking your attention more seriously and you stop getting so distracted, but I can promise you it will not just happen. This gets to be and has to be 
an intentional choice that you activate and choose to implement because our world right now just exists with too, too many easy distractions that are always accessible, that are going to give you like different hits of dopamine and they're going to feel good in the moment but they do not feel good in the long term and they can really really compound to have some detrimental like but significant impacts over time. So I cannot stress how valuable strengthening this muscle can be and will be for you if you give it the time and attention that it deserves. And so it it can be so empowering to recognize that you can start making these little shifts. And that's my hope with this episode today is that you recognize none of the things that I've said today probably feel all that earth shattering. I get that. And if you actually walk away from this episode and start implementing them, I would love to hear how you feel after a week, after two weeks, after three weeks of consistently implementing this, like these tips into your life, into how you navigate your days, how you schedule things, um, how you approach what matters to you, so on and so forth. I have seen over and over and over again how essential this can be and how much of a game changer it really yeah, it can just unlock so many things. And building upon the conversation that we had in the last episode, where I often get the question of like, how can I do it all? Or how can I get it all done? Um, This is going to help you feel so much more in the driver's seat and really confident about the choices that you're making and how you are utilizing your time and energy and attention most effectively doesn't feel like the right word because it might not be the most effectively, but in a way that like actually matters to you and feels good for what you want and who you want to be and what you want to be doing with your life, like, like big picture level, right? There's so many different things. And I cannot tell you how much these small shifts can make a big, big difference, right? That is why this podcast is called The Ripple. (laughs) All right. So As I mentioned before, I'm going to be sharing a free resource in the upcoming weeks where I'm going to be teaching you how I do this and what I utilize to be proactive and intentional with this planning. So if you are interested in that, again, just make sure that you are on my email list. You can sign up for my Wake Up Wednesday email notes below. It is linked in my bio. And I will be sharing that very, very soon if you are listening to this when it's live. If you're listening to this months from now or later on, um, then that free free resource should be available to you um, on my website anyway. So here's to the small steps that have a big ripple. Until next time, I'm Chelsea Connors. Talk soon.